This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Cal Henderson, who's the co-founder and chief technology officer at Slack, based in uh, San Francisco. Great to talk to you, Cal. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, great to be here today. Thank you. Um, now, uh, this is a great opportunity to talk to somebody who's been involved in a Silicon Valley startup, which is now IPO'd or at least listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So you can tell us about what it's all been like, um, uh, that, that, that journey. So you, um, you were involved at the start. Well, I suppose we'd better start with uh, talking about what Slack is so that uh, those who haven't used it know, know exactly what it is. Tell us. Yeah, so uh, what it is. So Slack is a, a messaging app for teams that brings together all of the kind of people, applications, and data in your business to help you be uh, to help you communicate better and uh, be more effective. Yeah, and um, uh, it's it's going quite well, um, and it's uh, it's it's been a bit of a success. You've managed to um, list on the New York Stock Exchange uh, in June. I think it was started in June. I think you came on. In uh, July. Yeah, that's right. So now we're operating as a public company, and we have uh, more than ten million people use Slack every day to help uh, make their working lives better. Um, and we're used by companies of all sizes, kind of all around the world. It's a bit of a tough time to be coming onto the market. I mean, the, the market's getting having some trouble at the moment, and also the, you know there's a bit of a crash. There was a whole lot of companies like Uber and um, Airbnb and so on coming on this year. So do you think? Do you wish you'd uh, IPO'd a bit earlier than this no, year? No, I think we're we're pretty happy with our timing. I mean, our business is a fairly straightforward one compared to some of those. You know, we make um, software which we sell to the enterprise, which is a, a very well understood business model. I think the market understands how to price that. Um, and we're, you know, we've been trying to operate as a as a public company for a few years with the, kind of all of the rigor that goes with that. I think we're we're very happy with how it's gone. Uh, now I, you were, were also previously involved in the uh, cr- the building of Flickr, uh, which was the photo and video sharing. Um, I suppose it's an app. Well, it's a, a service anyway that was sold to Yahoo. Uh, I'm interested to know what you learnt uh, from Flickr that you were able to apply to Slack. You know, I think that the the biggest trend between what we learnt from Flickr to Slack now is that. If you really concentrate on the end user experience and what it is like to use the product as a as a customer, then that focus is much more important than thinking about the business mechanics or I think the biggest trend and the biggest thing that we've learned between Flickr and Slack is that we really want to focus on the the end user experience, what it's like to be a customer and what it's like to to use that product. I think that you know, there's when you're a product-based company, as we are, the most important thing you need to do is find that product market fit initially, and iterate on what it, what problem that you're solving for customers, and and what they can take away from that. Hmm. Do you think it's fair to say that Flickr um, was beaten, has been beaten by Instagram in that in that space? Oh, absolutely. And I think that you know the the big trend that we weren't able to take advantage of was the shift to mobile. You know, when we when we started Flickr, it was in the in the era before the smartphone. Was that because you just is that because you just didn't see it coming, or because you really couldn't get your head around shifting the coding to work on mobile? Um, I think that we when we chose to be acquired by Yahoo, um, that tied us to Yahoo's larger strategy and how they were thinking about mobile, and we're still in a mindset where. Um, mobile was uh, kind of a less important adjunct to to operating on the web. So I suppose that was what I had in mind when I was thinking, you know, asking you about what you learnt um, in relation to Slack. So 
presumably Slack operates on anything, and that's I guess what you mean by saying that you've got to tailor it to what the uh, what the end user end user experience needs to be. Yeah, I think that. The one thing that was definitely apparent was that large organizations find it a lot harder to to be agile and move in response to you know to a changing environment and a changing market, and market conditions um, and industry conditions are changing faster than ever. I think that the ability for organizations to be to be agile and be able to respond to those changes uh, are one of the most kind of um, important aspects for companies to be successful over the next couple of decades to kind of achieve that organizational agility, which just gets harder and harder the bigger you are. Yeah, and you, you were a, pro, a pioneer in the use of web APIs, uh, application programming interfaces, and um, I, I wonder if that, uh, is that still, uh, is that kind of programming still the basis of most of what's going on in the internet, or is it evolving now? I, th- I think that's increasingly more important, although maybe in a way that's, that's less you know, um, front and center visible these days. Um, as there's been this explosion of software tools in the enterprise, as companies are using more and more software, it is more and more important that that software is able to work together and interact together. You know, there's been an explosion in the number of tools that companies are using. But the need to tie those into one place, I think, is more important than ever. Yeah, uh, and and as you say, that it's it's becoming very competitive. There's tons of um, uh, apps and services designed to do exactly what Slack does. Um, I note from the financials that were lodged for your IPO, you've got a you've got a whopping uh, developer budget or R and D budget, 157 um, uh, million dollars. So. Is that really where it's at from you know from Slack's point of view that your work in in sort of developing it and um, uh, spending money on R and D is is where your competitive advantage lies? I think that definitely we've seen a, a shift in for product companies towards the most important thing being the product rather than how it's sold, and so we concentrate a lot on the experience of using the product and how that feels for our users, and we see. A lot of our advantage being in that we're creating something that we think about think about as a kind of consumer grade experience. How can we make a tool that people like using so much in the workplace that they tell their friends about it? And that's not typically what happens with enterprise software. Yeah, right. I mean, and the other thing that struck me about the financials uh, was the amount of cash you've got—a huge amount, eight hundred and fifty um, million dollars, which um, is. Uh, I mean, you're burning cash as a company still, but you've got, you know, you've got a long way to go. Do you think that, that having that sort of cash is going to be really important? I think that it was it was right for us to to raise that capital because it gives us a lot of optionality in the future. Um, should we find a a good way to turn that into users or a good opportunity to spend that, then we're, then we're well positioned. Um, it just gives us a lot of choice in the future. Yeah. Um, so, and, and how do you think that choice is going to be used? I mean, what, what uh, where does Slack go from here? I think we're still very much at the beginning of our growth journey. You know, we see the total addressable market of Slack as all knowledge workers globally. You know, and increasingly more and more work becomes becomes knowledge work. And in all of those instances across all kinds of different industries and company sizes, I think Slack is a very applicable tool. But we're really just at the beginning of that adoption curve, so we see a lot of growth in our future. Yeah, and in fact, your um, your code on the NYSE is work, W-O-R-K, which was an interesting choice. Yeah, we really see ourselves as being aligned with the work that our customers do. You know, we want to make people's working lives simpler, more pleasant, more productive. We want to 
the the nature of work is changing, the nature of the workplace is changing, and people's relationship to work. And we want to help um, our customer organizations um, work more efficiently. You um, went to university, I think, in Birmingham. Uh, you went to Birmingham City University, and uh, where you got your degree in software engineering, um, and uh, you became a game developer. Is that right? What um, and how, how how did that? Uh, lead you from developing games into um, in developing these sort of businesses. Yeah, so I I started working on a game as a kind of passion project, and um, that game didn't work out, but it became Flickr, the the photo sharing website, um, kind of ac- accidentally. Then after Flickr, we oh, so the, so you you started building a game, and that became Flickr. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, it was Flickr was kind of a, a side project as we were working on the game, and then it took on a life of its own as it started to become successful. So, so we focused on it. But then, a few years after the Flickr acquisition, we we went back and tried to make another game. We started another company with the with the same folks, with the goal of making this game that were, had been, you know, kind of our goal originally. And that unfortunately didn't work out, but it did turn into Slack. So we are uh, twice failed game developers. <laughs> now, uh, twice succeeding in uh, in developing something from it. So, um, uh, t- t- explain to us how the game turned into Slack. I mean, is it because the game was based on Teams? Um, no. So, so Slack actually came out of the tools that we built to help us work on the game. So it was the tool set we had as a company to help us to collaborate. So we were 40 people split between San Francisco and Vancouver in Canada, and we needed a tool set to help us just work on the game. And after four years, when we realized that the the game wasn't going to work out, um, and we were thinking about what we wanted to do next, we realized that the way we worked together with this set of tools was a real competitive advantage. And we wouldn't ever want to work together in a different way. So we we turned that into a product, and that became Slack. So um, where do you think this whole Silicon Valley thing goes from here? There's a lot of, um, obviously, a tremendous amount of activity still going on. Um, uh, uh, what do you think the future holds? Um, I'm, I don't think I understand the question. Is that for us specifically or the industry? Or Yeah, the industry. I mean, is it, um, ah. uh, you know, obviously it's tied to a large extent to the stock market and what's been going on there. But do you, do you think that the... The venture capital, the funding is still going to be there for for um, for developments in the future. I think the market for for software and the enterprise is only going to continue to grow as we see more and more tools that are focused on individual productivity, on taking people's uh, taking people's roles and making them quicker, making them more accurate, making the output of the the work quality higher. I think there's a going to continue to be a market for that as soon as, uh, as long as we continue to have kind of returns on those axes. Um, I think what we see ourselves focusing on, which has been been a gap historically, is looking at how we make teams of people work more efficiently together. And think increasingly as more and more work becomes team-based work and becomes kind of human differentiated work, the stuff that humans are best at, it tends to be collaborative teamwork. I suppose what I a part of what I had in mind was robotics and whether you know automation is going to you know become the thing um, that everyone focuses on. It seems to be a lot of what's going on, and um, I wonder whether that's going to, in a sense, eat into your business because you're you're um, you're providing services for human beings. Yeah, I think that whether the exact form that that kind of automation takes is is still somewhat yet to be determined. But I think that. As automation increases and more and more rote work becomes automated, 
the work that's remaining is going to be that human differentiated work. It's going to be that work that humans are best at, which tends to be creative, collaborative work. And that's definitely the segment of work that we're focused on as a company. Hmm. Well, it's been great talking to you, Kel. Thanks very much for coming in. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. I've been talking to Kel Henderson, who's the co-founder and chief technology officer at Slack.